0: Hi, I'm Kate, and I'm Mandy, and this is Love Sober,
1: the podcast for the sober and sober curious. Hi, and welcome back to Love Sober, the podcast for the sober and sober curious. And today it's episode 150, oh <laughs> <my goodness. gasps> 150 of the, I was going to say the B word. Yeah, of the beauties.
0: That's what you were going to say. Of It's the old beauties. <laughs> yeah, someone said that. To, uh, I can't remember who I was talking to, and I was like, "Well, they, you know, we've got about 100 and, you know, 40 odd episodes, so it's quite good content or something." And they were like, "What?" <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, that's quite a few." <laughs> no,
1: it says something. Eyes were about like us and our ability just to go. Rah, 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 like, <laughs> yeah. or the fact that we don't care about the quality of the content no or that it's just we're really awesome at this and like we never run out of really good ideas no it means that we show up that's we what we do Show up we do the show. work dude <laughs> oh
0: god yeah anyway how are you man? um i oh man it's a roller coaster at the moment like literal roller coaster not only in being a puppy mum which is challenging me in ways I didn't think it would like I like it's brought up quite a lot of that early motherhood thing you know like some sort of triggered some old pain a little bit of like being left to Mm. hold the baby and not really knowing what I'm doing and worrying Mm. that I'm doing the wrong thing and and just being so tired like that it's like that other thing of like
1: Mm.
0: yeah when your capacity is just your resilience is just empty it's just like oh I like I can't you know the (laughs) the baby's crying I mean I'm laughing but it was a dark times and it has had moments of that of just like you know I can hear her and it's six o'clock and I've got to get up and it's just I I wonder how good I am with things that are very structured like sometimes I feel like I really need it and I really want it but then there's that kind of kickback of like oh so what I have to Mm. you know go out and walk her like three times a day and just get that real like resistance but then on the flip side of it I know it's pushing me out of the house and I'm getting exercise and I'm listening to podcasts and you know I'm I'm seeing the beauty of nature so it's doing mm. a lot of good but it does it has kind of brought up I guess how much I've been overworking mm. in the sense of I don't have time to do all the things that I was doing uh, because now I've got this extra thing yeah and then mental health stuff up and down um but at the moment I am all right (laughs) yesterday was not a good day today I'm feeling better I just think my like we were talking about it earlier I think the kind of the long impact of the pandemic sometimes it's just like what happened Mm. you know like I was thinking about this morning I was like was there really a time when I went to the supermarket and I couldn't buy puzzles or books and they were all wrapped in cling film like did that happen you know or I got told off by the police because I was outside walking with my daughter but we weren't in sports gear Mm. you know these things just pop up like these surreal experiences Mm. so yeah I'm, I'm definitely fatigued but feeling quite chirpy in this
1: moment (laughs)
0: <laughs> That's a short
1: answer, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, That's when, is Is that when uh, I'm about fine, how are you kind yeah. of restrained? Do you really want to know? Oh yeah, bless you, I want to know. And yeah. you dude? Um yeah, I'm I'm pretty good. Like my sleep settled down. Yeah. Um, I think I've got some of that going on, the post-pandemic thing, um, where it's like, yeah, suddenly. <laughs> it's weird it's it's like when you you think things are normal but things have changed Mm. and you didn't realize that they still weren't back to normal in yourself kind of feeling but they all kind of look the same so it can be really I think it can be disorient I think we're disorientated Mm. I think I'm disorientated like I still haven't worked out the fact that I can meet up with people for a cup of coffee Mm. And I haven't, like, we've not booked any trips or seen family enough because for ages we couldn't. And it's mm. like, oh man, we've remembered how to work. Yeah. But we've not <laughs> remembered how to do some of the connecting and the good stuff. It feels very weird. Yeah. It, I, I'm i not, I'm not 100% definitely. With I just noticed
0: you've got like rainbow gradient nails, though. Well, not, you know, not ray, but
1: yeah yeah wow, sir. I know I'm holding them up um yeah I just well you know what I'm I need to do a bit of nail goals when I've when I'm having a, a boo day don't I So yes, I was like oh I'm really tired so obviously I had to go and get myself my nails done and I did I had them in gradients from like a kind of a very light pink then a dusky pink then a really dark pink and then almost through to that rouge noir and what you can't see is I've got like gold cuticles. <laughs> it's like I'm gonna I'm gonna pimp this nail.
0: You're
1: shit. gonna you're gonna <laughs> put that on Instagram. <laughs> no, I really will. Yeah.
0: So yeah. Um, yeah but so
1: but they make you know they they cheer me up too, don't they?
0: Well, the you know we are our topic today. We're going to talk about kind of rekindling sober mojo, like. That sort of Mm. feeling when things um, get heavy and hard, um, and that kind of recognition that that's when there's going to be a shift to growth. And, you know, it's um, this is connected to your nails because I was thinking, (laughs) like, you know, for me, it takes quite a long time to come around to these things because I lack confidence to do things I haven't done before. And that's okay. But I did think to myself the other day. I might start getting my nails done Mm. (laughs) I was like someone said like every three weeks and I was like oh there's a thing you do it like every three weeks and Mm. when I can understand the system of how it works I was like oh that might that might be my Mm. thing because we adapt and our tools stop don't stop working but they have less Mm. impact so it's good to add in
1: new things as in the new things yeah it's so true isn't it and we were going to talk about that in terms of yeah that people can get very dispirited and I remember that that feeling of suddenly not being on firm ground definitely in the first year and into the second year um, less so since then Mm. of when because my one of my big motivations is fun and positivity and I'm a pretty up kind of person if I lost that, I was like, shit, it stopped working. It was like mm. suddenly the, the the magic, the sober magic wasn't working. And I actually felt quite scared when of that. I was like, because basically if it's not going to be fun, I'm not going to want to do it for very long. Mm. and That really scared me because I was like, well, I don't want to go back. So what am I going to do? A life without fun. So it was about, that's why I think that whole, you know, the science of happiness, learning about all of that, Mm. uh the sexy sobriety thing that I did with Bex Weller that was that was just good fun you know and that set me on that that right track and it was like once I understood those bits that's that made it so much easier those were sort of the bits in the toolkit Um, yeah and I think
0: because I mean we did we found a fascinating when we were searching for our addictive behaviors course we found a fascinating. Like infogram about um that there's a real uh, sort of relapse isn't a great word, but there's a real point just around a year mm. of sobriety where a lot of people go back to their, you know, their problematic behavior. And we both looked at it and we were like,
1: oh, oh my yeah. God, like this is a thing,
0: you know. If we'd known,
1: we may yeah, have been able to push work. ourselves
0: through it. Yeah Um, because obviously you know that's what happened to both of us and so there is a a time of around you know from 11 months through to 13 months where which is the pinnacle moment where people go back to their Mm. pre-existing behaviors and it's because you're just on the brink of the big shift Mm. and so in just before the big shift you know which is essentially your neuro pathways you know settling down and you being able to really adapt and attach to your new habits and behaviors there's this uncomfortable moment um, where you can feel like oh you know is this it and yeah and then the the thing is is that this is a pattern that before big shifts before big growth there is a moment of
1: oh,
0: you know yeah. a moment of discomfort or
1: discontentment Mm.
0: But it will pass, and then you leap up a level. Mm.
1: And it is—it's that. And in the first year, I noticed it about every three months. Yeah. I'd flatline, and then it'd be like if after about a week. Yeah. At that point, I think I was just kind of trying to rinse, repeat, and posting on sober forums. I kind of wasn't doing much more than sort of getting through. But I'd pick up again after about a week, so it was just like, and I remember Lucy Rocker. Uh, in her book sober revolution she'd said um because bless her she did it before any like sober forums how did she do it without Mm. sober sober sphere amazing woman and then she said um you will find that along the journey you will lose clarity it's like the path will be hidden Mm. um but you need to just trust the path and keep going because the smoke will clear, the dust will clear and you'll find the path again. Yeah. And that helped me so much. It was just those words of encouragement, just that, Oh, okay. I'm not lost forever. This is not ruined now. The magic hasn't gone and now it's never going to come back. It was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah there's a cycle to this. There's a process and actually sometimes, sometimes doing because we can get skillful about our toolkits and sometimes not doing. Yeah is a thing, and the, and the thing that is congruent in both of those is the fact that time does shift things, which yeah. is, you know, yeah. lovely to know.
0: Yeah, and I think, um, I mean, I've been thinking a lot about this in in terms of my own sort of mental health and or mental ill health and just how impactful things can be and that we don't give ourselves enough credit for like I'm still there's still an inner critic there going oh don't talk don't moan about it don't talk about it you know this should be sorted out now or and it's like well we're all just human beings you know and and often yeah you can't have one without the other you know you've got to have like those little dips to be able to then like reboost yourself up and out Mm. Um, and again it's that kind of refocusing and a little bit of a shift and you know and just sort of right where do I want to go now you know Mm. rather than yeah getting stuck and I I mean I think you're you're right that sometimes it is about staying and surface dwelling Mm. we talk a lot about this
1: yeah Um, if you're in a whole stop digging stuff it? it's like just just drop the rope let it go for a bit and see how we feel in a day or two you know it's that but sometimes we lose perspective don't we when we're in a down or in reacting or reactive or something's I had one the other day where now what was it okay okay I'll take you through this one (laughs) so a relative of of mine uh we go and see them um once a year with everyone um we were going to see them um and they sort of cut the visit a little bit short none of the people with kids are going for very long and we were going to go for a few extra days and we got an email saying sorry um this is you know a bit awkward but we kind of need a holiday that week, so you're really welcome for the weekend. Mm. But, but you know, that's it. Now that was a shift because it was open all week, right? So I totally got it. But and before I'd have probably shut that down. That was uncomfortable, and basically, because I think I've been doing all that work with Irene Lyon about feeling the feels and the you know I'm I'm all right to kind of access some of my anger now whereas I wasn't before so anyway I got really pissed off like I got really really angry and I and then I was like okay so I know enough to know that underneath anger is fear generally Mm. so what's the fear and then I was like okay because I was like this is and then I was like ah, when we're difficult when we're inconvenient I made it all about us it wasn't about Mm. them needing a holiday it was like Okay, we have extra needs in the family. We're inconvenient. We're not good enough. Kicked all that off. And then I was like, okay, okay. I know it's that. I know it's that. Ouch, that hurts. Ouch, that hurts. There's reality there. We've been treated like that in the past. And it was all going suddenly like a million miles an hour. And then I was like, there's not enough of us. There's not enough of us. And I was like, shit, I'm seven. I'm seven years old. There's only my mom. My Mm. dad's not there my brother's gone there's not enough of us and who will look after me if there's not enough of us and I was like whoa and it literally I went through the whole thing and I and I spoke to my husband about it and he said to me bless him he was like I don't know if you want to hear my input on this and I went no 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 I really don't I just need you to hold the space for me because I know I'll process it I know it's not about them needing the holiday I know it's all my own shit But I just need to feel it and I need it to, I need to process. I need to process and I need that to be okay. And he went, Mm -hmm. okay, okay, fine. And then, you know, the day was the day and then the night was the night and I woke up the next day, which was yesterday. And I went, oh, by the way, FYI, I'm fine now. I've processed it. (laughs) But I was like, wowzers, like that Mm -hmm. triggered such a lot. Now, also, when I was drinking... I wouldn't have known all of that. I literally wouldn't have known all of that. I'd have gone, oh, fucking hell, that's annoying. And then I would have probably, yeah, that night it would have built up and built up and I'd have ended up drinking a bottle of wine or something and not really knowing why and then just going, oh, well, fine. I wouldn't have acknowledged my feelings about it. I wouldn't have gone, actually, that does hurt because it feels like it's about that thing that really hurts me about our family. Mm -hmm. Oh, hang on, what's behind that, you know? And I was, I was able to kind of reflect on it. Um, but I think my way into that was that I allowed myself. I was like, I'm allowed time for this not to feel okay and for it for me to process it. I, you know, in well the then I wouldn't have ever done that. Um, yeah, well done. Because um I think it is that,
0: you know, it's it, it's the building vocabulary isn't it it's capacity for vocabulary around things like Mm. a a real thing for me at the moment has just been like you know that that idea of kind of you know the the stress bucket or the resilience bucket you Mm. know and you only having so much you know it only being so big and so if you've got all the things in there your resilience you know your vulnerability to stress it it, is is impacted by how big the space the capacity you've got and that language around capacity and and resilience has been super helpful for me at the moment because it's just like I I have no Mm. resilience like I have my capacity is zero at the moment like there's no space for any more like pain stress worry all the things Mm. so it's like that gives me some kind of language and agency around it because it's like of course you're not coping because you have no capacity to cope right mm. now and so it's like and being able to articulate that to mm. you know my husband and, and my kids just like you know I'm I'm struggling right now mm. really like you know there's no no sort of space yeah well it reminded me though because sometimes I think we can um I was chuckling to myself, we can get, we can again dropping the rope and getting out of our hole of, you know, all the stuff that we know. Cause I had a sort of similar conversation with my husband about something that triggered me. And I was like, it's because of this. And then this happened when I was a kid. And it was just like, da, 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 and this and that, and, you know, oh my God. And he was like, okay, you might just not like that person very
1: much. <laughs> yeah, that's so and true. Just, and
0: I was just like, <laughs> he was like you know you might just not want to go and it was just like uh, uh, okay <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like because that's the other danger of being so like in your feelings it's just like what where does it like where, when am I just going off on some sort of mm. tangent of my own emotional turmoil you know <laughs> like, yeah. Um, sometimes yeah like it's nice to have that balance you know of, of mm-hmm. someone just go yeah no which you say sometimes to me right it's just like yeah maybe it's just drop it drop it drop drop the rope you know just mm. surface well rather than going and then it's all the, all the <laughs> things <laughs> and now I'm gonna tell <sighs> everyone my whole life story because it's all connected
1: um, <laughs> yeah yeah and I think yeah no yeah totally That there's something that you pulled up on that in terms of that capacity which obviously I've been especially towards the end of the summer I was like ah capacity too and it's something that I've been thinking about and I was talking to my husband about yesterday as well that this idea of broadening the base and it's a bit like making the container bigger and it very much fed into my thing about there not being enough like there's not enough of us like I need more of a village like I need more support like I need more people and and it really, this keeps coming up for me. So you know, it's like my husband does this thing where he's like, "Right, I'm going to embark on a DIY project," and then it's like he hasn't got time to do that. Mm. No time to basically wash his own underpants, let alone build a bathroom. And it's like, let's just like acknowledge what is. So like, be present to what is, and then see what the need is, and then broaden the base.
0: Mm.
1: It's like if it's feeling intense you you have to spread it out you have to build more capacity so that's however you do it all you need to outsource it's literally you need to get get it away do you know what I mean create more space so that's something I'm working with at the moment
0: yeah and I wrote this down when we were talking Mm. the other day about you know leave contingency it's like leave contingency for life's impact you know it's like this is the this is where we're at that we're all running on empty. Mm. So when something happens, there is no capacity. So it's like, you know, people, us, everyone, you know, there's this idea that, you know, resting is lazy, taking things off the list is unproductive. Like we're so reactive. Situations like okay, now I'm in burnout, now I need to rest, or okay, wow, like I really teetered on the edge of my, you know, depression. So, okay, now I take a step back. But it's those little breaks and those little rest points, and taking things off the list and being mindful of what you say yes and no to mm. in order to leave contingency, like in order to leave
1: mm. capacity.
0: To with, to yeah, to do with the,
1: <laughs> the things. <Yeah. laughs> we always come back to boundaries, right? I do think that boundaries is like the the only thing with the word boundaries is like it's kind of a big umbrella term for things that
0: mm.
1: that maybe we know we should have, but we maybe haven't broken down or know actually how to do it in practice. Yeah, so it's like what you just said about leaving contingency.
0: Mm.
1: You know, taking yeah. a third off. Of the diary, like it might look like you might have a timeline in your head, which kind of okay, that would make sense chronologically. But do you have things within that that are a deeper emotional bandwidth?
0: Yeah, I mean that's what my my therapist said to me the other day because I kept on saying, like I've been saying since June, I just I'll be all right if I get to September. That was my thing all through the summer. I'll be all right if I get to. I just got to get to September, and then it was like I've got to get to. November you know everything will be all right if I go to November and she was just like does everything stop in November Mm. and I was like "Uh, not not really (laughs) so it's like you've got to build in that contingency now it's like no you don't just see an empty space in Mm. December because then you'll just fill it again yeah yeah so it's like no like that needs to be planned in and and worked in and Mm. and as a daily kind of weekly practice yeah I mean so that's part of what's been going on I guess but the rekindling of sober mojo so when it mm. all feels like
1: well it's getting a bit hard I mean interestingly that does because that could be the reason why it's feeling really hard it could be that you know the slow slide into overwhelm or you know those habits that maybe when we were in a new phase of sobriety or just started sobriety we were like okay I'm mindfully really going to protect this I know I've got to really have a plan here I know I've got to check on my sober forum I know that I really am not gonna I'm gonna take this stuff off the list I won't go to this and I think we do as we adapt and as our capacity grows we can begin the slow slide into bad behaviors again which yeah. ends up overwhelming and triggering us yeah. um so that's so it's really important all that stuff it's important to regularly do an audit you know look at your diary look at your calendar that's why sort of you know I've become a reflective practice board. but it's like it's so important to have that you know I do a (laughs) yeah I use this man I now do it on the moon cycle so I set intentions on the new moon but in a way it's easy for me because I kind of I, I notice the moon so actually it's much easier for me to do a reflective practice then reflect on it at the full moon then think about what I need to let go of and then set new ones on the new moon it kind of makes sense to me so I guess it's like how would that be easy to yeah. put into your routine you know that's yeah, an, that's easy an one interesting one
0: yeah because I was looking at um I was talking to a client about this today about how everyone gets you know sort of spiritual gets into crystals when they get sober you know it's and right <laughs> we were in the bookshop yesterday getting a present for my daughter's uh friend's birthday and I was like she she couldn't find me she phoned me and she's like where are you and I was like I'm in the corner of the store she was like where and I was like next to the stand with the witch's books and the crystals <laughs> <laughs> so I was like in the corner, like looking at tarot cards and, and witchy books, and and there were some journals around the moon cycles. So I did, you know. Um, but yeah, no, it's interesting to see like how did how would that work for me in terms of making it easy, something to attach it to. Um yeah, and I think it's also really important to recognize that tools get overused
1: yeah hashtag tools get tired tools get tired Uh, and that doesn't mean
0: those tools won't come back but it's Um, like it you you get you build up a tolerance to something mm -hmm. um and you know so it might just not be it might not be hitting the spot and then it's like opening up Mm -hmm. and again that's that big sort of growth moment before things really shift it might just feel like nothing's really working because you you know there's hedonic adaptation there and it, it things have kind of plateaued yeah. and so it's like right what else you know and god it's so exciting to have life just being like oh man this is all getting a bit what else mm. do I want you know and,
1: and then the, and, and like you said about this hedonic adaptation that's the fancy way of saying we've just got used to something. Yeah. And, and in and it also is that we've actually become, to be scientific, dopamine resistant to that particular thing. That bit of dopamine that it would have been given us, mm. we've come, we've become used to it. And that's why we need another uh, something else. We need to let that tool rest for a bit, regain yeah. its power. It's I've got a, a sort of a it's like Minecraft going on in my head and needing to put down one of the tools in Minecraft and then go (laughs) over to the axolotl and the pig because they got them a new tool or something. I
0: really wish I knew what you were talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Literally never seen or touched Minecraft in my life. It's so
1: good. You can create amazing, amazing worlds. And it's not violent. It's not about, it's, it's not evil. It's not one of the evil ones that you have to worry about. It's a good one. Yeah
0: um okay anyway. well
1: maybe I'll add that into my yeah
0: my talk you can kit. make an
1: obsidian temple with a like an axolotl on top <laughs> or like anyway I do
0: like axolotls so oh, that, that did pique my interest exactly um yeah so different things that uh mm. we're adding in
1: yeah so we got a. we got the idea is that you you need a wide you know you need a menu don't you you can keep adding you keep tweaking so things that I'm adding in what am I adding in oh I found a crocheting and knitting class because I am that rad
0: I love it but I see again I get I I get I was like oh man she's so brave like I could not go to like I looked up all the local things there's a choir locally mm. there's like a knitting club there's a like there's so many things mm. but I am incapable of of going so I've really got to like I don't know how I can make the bridge between me and all the things
1: mm. what would what would get you off panic island what would be the one thing you could add in to get you to a class
0: like my husband calling them and taking me, probably, mm. which is really lame as a 41 year old woman. But yeah,
1: but he speaks really good French. He, in, with he being, is
0: French. With being
1: French. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah, you speak really good French. But yeah, it's definitely
0: yeah. a language. That's mm. a huge part of it is a language barrier. Um, but I don't know, because I was saying this to my husband the other day about my daughter, because we, um, she wanted to go to the gym and um, that was the sport that she wanted to do and then she hasn't been basically hmm. and and he's like you know that's a, that's a very oh. <laughs> french money man
1: go on. Um, you can and, go on, do an impression of him no oh. um, and
0: um and i was like but actually when i put myself in her shoes I would not have been able to go to a gym class on my own because she'll go if I'll go with her. Um, but I'm too tired and I'm still injured. So it's I can't do that sort of exercise. Mm. But yeah, like it's it's always been a thing for me not to be able to go into those. Mm. Yeah. New, new spaces or sign yourself up for things or phone yeah. people like, oh, God so anyway so,
1: yeah so it mean you need someone to go with you basically
0: basically yeah yeah but anyway so I am thinking about it mm. I can I can go to the nail salon, salon yeah. to get my nails done because um I've been there before so I've mm. cracked that one I still don't really understand about sort of jail jail, jail nails gel nails acrylics But that's not too much of a stretch. Mm. Um, So that's definitely, I'm doing a lot of reading around the heart, Mm. like heart practices. I'm reading Sarah Blondin's book about how to um, love yourself and love others, you know, through heart meditations. And then I'm reading Detox Your Heart. Um, which is Valerie Mason John so that's my I think there's definitely some shift that I want to do Mm. around my own inner Mm. connection with myself and my own kind of yeah so that's those are my two areas I think where there's a little bit of a lull Mm. before the growth Mm. Mm. (sighs)
1: <sighs> yeah i'm doing um i'm going the other way a bit in uh, i'm re- reading an amazing book called if women rose rooted by mm. dr mary dr sharon blackie um and it's amazing and it's about um well it's kind of smashed the patriarchy which is always good but it's um it's sort of saying that um as western women we have looked to the east for our a lot of our kind of spiritual practices and well-being practices and she's sort of talking about this kind of uh like a pan-celtic uh traditions from across i think northern france cornwall and south of england into ireland and looking at those um and it's just fascinating that is like totally
0: your like
1: Oh, book, how book much is dreams. like my book of dreams? And it's going on about uh, and it also looks at the hero story about the hero quest. And she's like, yeah, that's got nothing to get off uh, uh, offer us women. Fuck mm. the hero quest. It's like that's just yeah, whatever. And also she's really calls out Descartes, um, you know, as just that big divide between she sort of says it's basically been because of the rise of western male philosophy it's like nature is this backdrop against all of the human activity as the center and nature is merely mm. a backdrop rather than we are nature we are in it and so she looks back at all the sort of celtic myths and the role of women but you know and asks us to sort of reclaim the the source uh you know for for our empowerment puts that as the kind of structure of it and I just love it it's like (laughs) you could tell you're like like and it's so true because I was thinking about that because I I really like the Ayurveda Mm. but I'm like doshas really they don't really speak to me I'm not from that heritage you know so it's like there is something for me um about being connected to the land and it's like Bernadette asked me the other day when she was here she was like do you feel like you've got a home and I was like I was like well, Portsmouth's not I don't feel like Portsmouth is my home and I'm like it feels I felt quite nomadic mm. around this area but in the UK but I definitely feel like Sussex and Hampshire is my land It's like get off my land okay it's my land <laughs> and she was like ah so you feel connected to the land and I was like yeah I actually really do I do feel that's like, really
0: interesting yeah
1: mm. I'm a southerner southern softy 100 that's interesting and I do
0: yeah that's interesting as a someone that lives away from my land mm. it's interesting that kind of um yeah. The the dis the, the sense of displacement, which is definitely a, a thing. Or or yeah, it's interesting, yeah. isn't it? Where your roots are. Mm. Um this is just like basically us having a chat. Yeah, we're podcast. we're having
1: a catch up. <laughs> no, but we have we have talked about the things that we're adding in. So yeah. the things that are specific interest and in areas of growth for us around oh, that kind true. of heart-centered practice for me I'm very much yeah looking at that kind of you know witchy sort of um, yeah I'm wanting to uh, explore something about storytelling around women's circles around and that that sort of wise women shift because I'm going through the menopause so I'm looking Mm. to create that kind of connection and and shift transition to, to into my, to my wild woman, wise woman self at the moment. Um, so I think those are, you know, so we do those areas of, areas of growth, because If you look at that, that's the other side of it. So hedonic means that pursuit of pleasure. So it could be those, you know, that stationary hit, that kind of, okay, I'm going to do a hot yoga class, I'm going to buy some cinnamon tea, I'm going to, you know, it's like, okay, what am I going to reach for? And I know that's going to give me a happy hit. And then you've got that eudonic eudonic, um, model, which is much more Uh, long term and it's that meaning purpose those deeper layers of growth and that's what we're essentially talking about we've got a few couple of happy hits going on and a class and a connectivity thing Mm. but you're committing to your sort of slightly longer term growth and and me too I'm like okay I'm gonna own the menopause so we are actually working with our with those things that we're talking about
0: yeah and I think it's you know I guess what we wanted to get across in this podcast, is that it is a thing to have those dips, and it is gonna pass. And actually, it's like you're on the the doorsteps of, yeah. of great change. So just hold on, you know. Hold the face. Hold on, yeah, because mm. you know that's when when real shifts happen. You know, because mm. it's like <clears throat> your brain is 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 waiting, processing. Um, in order, you know gathering intel in order to be able to make a shift yeah
1: yeah Um, I mean and essentially we want to yeah we want to evolve to greater well-being that's what our bodies want to do and that's what our minds want to do and when we're unencumbered by alcohol we can start acting on that intel and the thing is that sometimes the intel if we haven't got quite managed to get that the new behavior on board the intel can be uncomfortable mm. and that's that's that moment that's when it oh I feel flat or oh this feels uncomfortable that's when it's like okay what am I gonna do with this and that's mm. the next period of growth isn't it um yeah. and it does and I always liken this like you know when I was in labor and I remember doing hypnobirthing and the woman who she's amazing. Was talking about how powerful the endorphins are that we release when we're going when we're in labour. If we're in that that rest state rather than fight flight, and Mm -hmm. all of our endorphins can work as they should, it's like three thousand times more effective than uh, an epidural. Some some crazy number. Mm -hmm. And she said, "But what what women do, even if you've got the you know if everything's straightforward, and you're doing the breathing and you know you've you've you're absolutely on top of the contractions you'll get one every seven they reckon that's holy mother of god all contractions because you'll be going up a level and then women freak out and go fuck i can't cope with this that's too much it's too much It's too much then the fight flight kicks off and then the um the endorphins drop and that's when with the pain spirals Mm. but if you realize you need to go through that gate then what happens is your body releases enough endorphin to cope with the next six Mm. and it keeps going in that cycle now that that totally helped me and it's similar to this it's like okay we've got something that feels slightly out of our capacity because we're growing yeah and then we're gonna we we grow the let's say we grow the balls to deal with it I don't mean that that's a horrible thing to say you know we grow the skills we grow the capacity yeah so yeah and that can be boredom, right mm. yeah. yeah yeah
0: yeah it's that sitting well I don't want to say sitting with it but it's just acknowledging it, it yeah. not, I think it's that it's knowledge is power it's not mm-hmm. like oh right you know you have to sit with it it's just like oh hello here you are yeah you know and and having that knowledge to go okay but you will pass yeah and this is this is part of the process it's part of the cycle and I'm going to come out of it with deeper level of connection with myself and deeper understanding of of what's important to me really um
1: Yeah. And then that's the kind of virtual virtuous spiral, really, because then what we're doing is if we're then staying with ourselves and not numbing out and then we're not making reactive choices based on those pain points, what we're doing is we're allowing that pause. We're allowing ourselves to just become intentional about then the decisions we make and at that point then we get positive results mirrored back and again we go through another spiral and that's that's the mechanism yeah it's like we we build we're building we're building we're building um and and we i i honestly believe that we are we're, just we learn levels of happiness that we we didn't know were possible Mm. I know for me, I one hundred percent do. I'm so much, so much happier. And sometimes life fucking sucks, right? Talk to me. You know, yesterday the day before, I was like, oh and it's like, no, ouch! That really hot. That's just that feels bad, man. Sometimes, and then bad things happen. Yeah, but that that base, that base of connection, um, with ourselves, and yeah
0: yeah it's it's interesting because I like I was writing about how you know we shouldn't be like happiness shouldn't be a like we see it as a value Mm. like a a value judgment you know on our person like if I'm not happy then Mm. I'm not I'm I devalue myself you know that's my critical voice of like oh come on you know do better be more happy like you know, and with as someone with you know chronic depression, this is quite a challenge at times. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting when you really think of it, as you've just said, then um, that I am one hundred percent happier than I was when I was drinking. Mm. Like even on the sh- the shitty, even in the depression bits, mm. um, you know, lo- life's been really challenging. Um, but it's it's never it's never as bad as when I was drinking Mm. and it's not even that like when I was drinking it was really bad all the time but it's it's the disconnect it's the Mm. level of it's just it's really hard to describe but it's that level the the disconnect with with self you can never access yeah, joy, or yeah. any any of it. Mm. Um. Yeah. So, if you yeah, if this sort of speaks to you, you know, just sort of just know that this too shall pass. Um. You know, reach out as Kate said. You know, build the what did you say the landing? Build the. the I
1: don't know what I said. Build the build, landing.
0: Build the the capacity. Build the support system you know mm. spread the load
1: yeah um what did i say we had to yeah i did say something like that <laughs> yeah. make the base like make the base, make the base bigger. bigger there we go yeah um
0: you know and and sort of yeah what what else do you need yeah what else would add in and you know and that adding in could be taking out if mm. that makes sense you know adding in doesn't necessarily oh right now i should do yeah. be meditating Doing meditation, yeah. adding in might be like, right, I'm gonna add in less.
1: Mm. Yeah. Doing
0: less. I'm gonna add in doing less, which is generally the the ticket. Do you
1: know? <laughs> and you're like my mantra then at the moment when we do when I do the yoga and we we're encouraged to work with a mantra. And my mantra at the moment is may I live with Andy, amazing. No, that's <laughs> no. <laughs> Not obviously, but that's, um yeah, may I live with ease. May I live with ease, mm. yeah. Because that sums up, like I don't often make things hard for myself a lot yeah. in many, many ways. And if I can try and remember just to kind of find a bit of ease in it and it's almost like it speaks to that perfectionist, doesn't it? It's like, okay, I can do this at 60% effort. I don't have to, you know, do 100% effort all the time. Like just... Yeah. Yeah. So rather than do the yoga, I'm going to block out a diary, a bit in my diary, or I do absolutely sweet fuck all instead of doing the yoga. <laughs> yes. yes. Cup of tea. Stare into space. Do less. Oh, do less. Yeah. yeah. Do less. Um, yeah. And um, we were going to talk, weren't we, briefly about life school. Yeah so November, November the 8th, so we've got about a month to go when we're recording this, um, we start our three-month program, group coaching program and so we go through November, December and January, so we go through that icky Christmas bit um, all together and we look at this kind of stuff actually, we look at habit change, we look at regulating ourselves, we look at the happy hits, look at joy, we look at our boundaries and routines. Um, So it is really a a self-development course for sober women. Um, So if you you know you want to rekindle that flame or if there's certain areas that you maybe feel like okay I could I'm ready to have a little look at this. Um, Yeah that's that's the kind of those areas that we really um yeah we're we're working in with that course to really have that toolkit stocked um with a group of like-minded women as well together we're stronger right and we we know that we have women who connect and and just become really really good friends Um, certainly made lifelong friends with some of the students I, I feel so yeah 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 yeah
0: yeah and so it's open to yeah as Kate said um sober women or women who were sober who you know want to be sober again um the only sort of stipulation I guess is for those that you know this is you know day one starting on the journey we have a course which is called becoming sober which is aimed at that when you're really looking at those starting you know looking at the um, relationships, looking at your relationship with alcohol, looking at, um, you know, getting through trigger times, all those, those that kind of basic um, and incredibly challenging time at the beginning. Um, so that's what that course is is, is made for. And then the, the life school is really that kind of, yeah, if you're a bit sober, fatigued, um, if you're sober, but you're like, what next? or if you you know you've you've had some sober time you've had some blips and now you're like okay like mm. i want to make this sort of commitment mm. um because yeah we don't really focus oh i have a puppy we don't really focus on um on the kind of early days we focus more on the mm. um you know on the sustainable sustainable tools, the, the maintenance sustainable tools. Yeah. yeah so yeah and it's a group small group program so as Kate said it's really nice just to meet other women like-minded women and really just um connect and and reflect together and and um
1: yeah get through Christmas right yeah let's Uh, go through Christmas together yeah Yeah, nice time and it's on the Love Sober site so lovesober.com um and you can navigate the menu to the courses so you'll see you'll see it and it's an early bird at the moment yeah it's a couple of weeks isn't it so just go on and the codes are all on there so yeah so well probably should wrap it up since i'm now a bit late for the school run (laughs) yeah uh so what's your tip of the day tip of the day oh i don't know what's my tip of the day the 150th tip of the day 150th tip of the day oh man I actually think I might have have run out I'll tell you what it is um I've just even today for the first time I'm working in a different room um so just shift just change something up if you're a little bit bored change something up (laughs) Mm. (laughs) surely could just be going to work in a different room oh I like that yeah what about yours uh
0: mine's a really boring one well don't be down on yourself Mandy, about your tip (laughs) um but I've started and everyone's probably like I do this anyway but I started putting like water with um like mint and lemon in the fridge systematically Mm -hmm. and there's something really nice about having cold water like scented water it's just, yeah, upping your water game a little bit. <laughs> <It> really
1: is. <laughs> so, I really is. Yeah. i I'm impressed with your water game.
0: Yeah. Well, you can put another, my friend does, she puts um, lavender in it or mm. rosemary in it, just like a few sprigs. That. And it just makes it, yeah, it just makes mm. it a bit more exciting. Really. Yeah.
1: That's like hashtag winning, dude. That's like, that's not boring. That's like winning. Winning at water, <laughs> <laughs> <All about> talking. <this. laughs> yeah. Uh
0: reason,
1: reason to love sober. Everyone's yeah, like, please yeah. Stop. stop. Yeah, leaving. just get a reason to love fucking sober and fuck <laughs> off. Oh, what's my reason to love sober? Oh, just the um yeah, the, the ability to oh, just have that patience, I guess, that um what we're talking about, knowing that things pass you know having the bounce back I think my bounce back is quicker um I mean 100% is quicker but even you know when things get get difficult this I don't know I always I think authentically I do always no I don't I feel like I'm going to jinx something if I say that but I do find the ability to find the a a bit of possibility and hope um In things, even when things are difficult, Mm. my mind more naturally navigates to, you know, compassion, self compassion, possibilities, um, and hope, really.
0: Mm.
1: What about you? I think,
0: yeah, I think it was just, I mean, I'm not going to lie like the last few months has been a lot of survival you know it's been hard work um Mm. but I've survived right so you know I just that's that's the reason to love being sober because Mm. I just don't I don't know where I would have ended up if I was still drinking
1: you know oh man me too yeah yeah good shout! yeah yeah Yeah. cool if you are uh immediately concerned about your drinking please do reach out get in touch send up a flare info at lovesober.com or check out one of the sober forums online um we always love to hear from you if there's anything that you want to hear about any particular topics um please do yeah feel free to get in touch and we love to hear from you stay safe and we will see you next week for more chat